magic is real. It's contained within an app. Put your feet up and watch Peking Duck appear with just a tap. Magic is pizza, tacos, Savoy fish and chips, shish kebab, and spicy crispy chicken strips. Download the Just Eat app and order food for delivery. Hello, lovely people, and welcome to In the Shower with Taz and Marcus, a bite-sized podcast designed to be listened to in the shower, but really, you can listen to it anywhere you want. And we mean anywhere. You can listen to it while you're painting a picture. You can listen to it while you're in the shed, stirring a pot of paint with a small stick. You can listen to it while you're getting your ears pierced. You can listen to it while you're repairing a motorbike, dedicated to you, Fran Kelleher. You can listen to it anywhere at all. The whole point of this podcast is that we take the mysteries of the world, the questions that everyone has, but has never quite went as far as looking up the answer to. Questions like... Why do farts smell? Why do we never see baby pigeons? Why does our hair turn grey? What is a hangover? How much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could actually chuck wood? And many, many more. If you haven't listened to all those episodes, you can get us on Spotify, now Deezer, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Just type in In The Shower with Taz and Marcus and we'll be there with our little cartoon faces. Ah, they are happy and they are clean because they are in a shower. This week's episode, Taz Kelleher, what are we looking at? This week's question is definitely our most asked question to date. Really? So this is going to be a big one? It's going to be a big one. This week, we ask the age-old question, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Yeah, so as I said, this is by and large the most asked question to date. Seriously, I'd say... Like, a good 35, 40 people since we started the podcast have emailed us or messaged us on Facebook and asking. So this is dedicated to them because the last person who asked it was Jonathan Kylie, and he he really cracked it for us. So we're answering this for, for Jonathan and for all of you. Yeah, this episode is for all you chicken and egg obsessed listeners. Although I must admit, eggs are quite literally the best thing in the world. If I had to live off one thing for the rest of my life, it would undoubtedly be eggs. Like, eggs are so versatile. Like, there's so much you can do with them. Okay, I, I, I'm going to give you 10 seconds. 10 seconds? And you have to name as many egg dishes as possible. Like, I mean, like, you know, like scrambled fried, not like eggs benedict, you know? Right, okay. Okay, so I'm going to count. Yeah. On the count of three. One, okay. two, three. Scrambled, fried, soft-boiled, hard-boiled, poached, omelette, frittata. Five, uh, uh, six, uh, um, meringue. Um, eight. Uh, nine, fried. Fried egg. Ten. Fried egg. You got ten. I got ten. Oh, I got ten. <laughs> well, like ten seconds. <laughs> yeah, I was counting eggs. You were counting seconds. I know. I'm so proud of myself. Like... There. I, got, I got ten. I won. I counted to ten. <laughs> but yeah, eggs are amazing. There's, there's, there's so many amazing things you can do with eggs. But, but alas, eggs, although they are fantastic, if we didn't have chickens, we wouldn't have these beautiful, luscious eggs. But if, if it wasn't for eggs, we wouldn't have chickens, or would we? I suppose we should dive in. Before we start this, um, I want to give just a little bit of a, a, bit, a bit of a trigger warning. Not about eggs necessarily, and not really for any of you, but more, more for me because it, like chickens bring up a lot of sad emotions for me. Um, there was a couple, there was a time a couple of years ago where, where I decided to keep chickens in my back garden in central Dublin, and it was great. It was really, really good. I got these three gorgeous chickens my housemate brought them back from his farm in Sligo and I gave them names and I decided to make them pets and because I don't work during the day I literally spent all my time in the garden 
with these chickens. I named them Snackbox, Nuggets, and Kievan. Kievan was my favorite. Um, there was a, another chicken called Bubbles as well. Bubbles was a dick. But anyway, like the thing about central Dublin and any city is that you have a lot of natural predators. You, you have like rats and you have foxes. And I don't know if you've seen the fantastic Mr. Fox where he's constantly trying to steal the chickens from the evil farmers. That's what my life was like. I was the evil farmer and fantastic <laughs> Mr. Fox kept on trying to steal my chickens. And we had a coop for them, but the little stupid fuckers wouldn't go into the coop. So like... Did you know chickens can climb trees, Taz? I did not know that. Mark's swelling up here. I actually am getting incensed by this. Chickens can climb trees. And, like, you'll take one down from a tree, and they'll be like, why did you take me down from a fucking tree? I'm really comfortable up here. Chickens are the stupidest animals on the planet, but God damn it, I love them. I mean, I stopped the fox eating those chickens about, oh, about, like, four or five times. And then, finally, I was in bed one night with my window just, just ajar. And I just heard a little, like, more. And it was like silence after that. And I knew there was no point in going downstairs because all I'd find was was two chickens instead of three. And yeah, and then there was two chickens and they were terrified because one of them had gone too high in the tree for for me to get it down and the other two were in the coop and then the next night they refused to go in the coop because they were scared, idiots. And the fox (laughs) got them. Before we crack on, do you know, this is what I'll give you one last little thing about chickens. You know how, like, humans, and we've talked about this on the podcast before, have a fight or flight yeah. hormone? Yeah. Or, like, a fight or flight response. Um, chickens have another option, which is, like, and the thing is, chickens, unlike humans, are capable of both fight and flight. Yeah. Like, well, you know, they can flap. Chickens have a third option, which is if they get too scared... They just die. Is that actually a thing? It's actually a thing. Their hearts just stop. Oh my god, it's crazy. So, actually, don't you have another part of your story that you tried to? You thought you found one of the chickens again? Was it? Kevin? Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I've had two batches of chickens. Okay. I've had two batches of chickens. Um, the first one didn't last long at all, and then the second one was, was the lads, <laughs> and the first one, um. They were called Polish silkies. They're these fluffy white chickens. If you look on my Instagram and scroll back about two years like a creep, you'll find pictures of them. <laughs> but um, basically, I was in Iceland when they got um, basically genocided the fuck out of by a fox. <laughs> and about two or three months later, I walked down in my dressing gown into, into my sitting room and I was having a coffee and I looked out into the garden and I saw this white fluffy thing. And this is like months later. I was like, oh my God oh my God, one of the chickens is back. Holy <laughs> shit, this is like the great, this is like one of those Disney films from the 90s where they like, you know, voiced over two dogs and a cat who get lost on a road trip and make their way home across the all of America, like meet a friendly moose on the way. I was like already thinking of that scenario with a chicken. I walked Dad, out. you would not believe the stories I can tell you. Oh, like literally that's what I was bracing myself for. So I go out to the garden to like be reunited. I thought, I thought it was Kievan. And, <laughs> found that the fox had actually stashed half of one of the chickens up oh. in one of the trees in my garden and there'd just been a particularly windy night and it had fallen down so it was like half a decomposing chicken oh god 
in the middle of winter. It brought back all the memories. Oh, brought back all the memories. I have like PTSD from from keeping chickens. Oh, but anyway, God. anyway, let, let's let's dedicate this episode to Snackbox Nuggets and Kevin. I love you guys. I miss you guys. I hope wherever you are, you are also eating all of my organic waste. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so way we got way off track there. But anyway, if we if we take this question very very literally. Which came first, the chicken or the egg? Egg Egg-laying animals were around long before our fluffy friends. So in that case, the egg quite literally obviously came first. So I suppose how this question should really be asked is what came first, the chicken or the chicken egg? Yeah, okay, that's fair. Yeah, so most people would assume that it's the egg. But what's interesting is the protein needed to form a chicken egg is only found in the ovaries of a chicken. Meaning that the egg had to come out of a chicken in the first place. Meaning the chicken actually came first, like episode over. No, you're jumping you're jumping the fence on this one a bit. Well, don't don't just talk about jumping the fence after this. I just opened my heart to you. If that fox hadn't jumped over the fence, I'd still have Kevin <laughs> and Snackbox and Nuggets. Marcus is actually like, I can see the tears in his eyes welling up. Okay, anyway, anyway, you're you're jumping the gun. Apologies. Well, I'm sure innocent chickens have been killed by jumping around with guns as well. But you know what? I'll let it slide. Anyway, anyway, okay. To further analyse the question again, what came first, the chicken or the chicken egg? We then have to ask, what is a chicken egg? So is a chicken egg an egg that came from a chicken or an egg containing Ah, a chicken? And, And that makes a huge difference because let's just hypothetically say a different bird let's call it a flicken, laid an egg, and out of that egg came a chicken. We can technically call that egg a flicken egg because it came out of the flicken, and the chicken that came out of the egg a chicken, meaning that the chicken came first. What do you reckon flicken tastes like? I'd say, uh, I don't know, I'd say remarkably like chicken. Gamey. (laughs) (laughs) But how exactly would it come about that the flicken would end up laying a chicken. Well, this is where it kind of gets a bit sciencey. Go on. Okay, so if you were listening in sex ed, you'd know that during reproduction, two organisms pass along their genetic information in the form of DNA. But as this DNA multiplies, it never is 100% accurate and little changes can occur. So, like, those little changes can cause a person to, say, have, like, two different colour eyes or, like, you know create even twins or something like that. Like. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. It all It's all down to genetics and DNA. So in the animal world, these tiny alterations in DNA over hundreds of thousands of years can form totally new species. So basically evolution. Exactly. So again, back to the question. Imagine again the flicken. It's a bird very, very similar to a chicken. But it has horns and big talons. <laughs> no, no. Don't listen to Marcus. This is almost identical to a chicken. The call of the flicken. <laughs> Oh god, I think like I think Marcus is uh, Kevin has taken over the body of Marcus. <laughs> anyway, so think of the flicken as a bird very very similar to a chicken with almost identical genes. Over hundreds of thousands of years through reproduction, changes occur in its genetic makeup. So when two flickens reproduce, these tiny alterations in the DNA of the zygote cause an almost identical different species to hatch from that egg. So the egg came first. These two flicken laid an egg, and from that egg, a new species was formed. Well, it would seem that way, but it's also it's also definitely worth mentioning how slow 
evolution occurs. Like there was more than likely hundreds of thousands of generations of flicking before it became a chicken. So like we have a flicking on one end and a chicken at the very end. There was probably hundreds of thousands of species in between. A flicking didn't just suddenly become a chicken. You know, in every reproduction, the tiniest, most minute changes occurred to their DNA. So, like, this all happened at an absolute snail's pace. Literally. And it's not as simple. It's it's not as simple as a flicking laying an egg and a chicken hatching from that egg. Like, the flicking probably had, as I said, thousands of gradual variations before it came a chicken. So we have two options here. Over hundreds of thousands of years, through evolution, a bird very similar to a chicken just arrives. Um, through another few hundred thousand years of reproduction and genetic mutation the bird becomes what we now recognise as a chicken. Yeah, just just as similar to like dogs were once wolves and through evolution the wolves became domesticated dogs. So in that case, the chicken came first because once the chicken was born it went on to lay chicken eggs and now we have freaking loads of chickens. And the other side of the coin? Well, we could look at the egg being where it all began. The chicken hatched out of an egg although the, the bird the egg came from wasn't necessarily a chicken. Like a true chicken hatched out of the egg, meaning that the egg came first. Like, th- that's that's pretty much exactly it, the, the two sides. <laughs> so what you're telling me is that, like, there's two completely open schools of thought and we're none the wiser. Well, well, it all comes back to the details in the question. So which came first? As we said, the chicken or the chicken egg? When this flicken laid the chicken egg containing the chicken, does that make it a flicken egg or a chicken egg, as we said earlier. But hang on, regardless, they came from an egg. Meaning that the egg came first. Correct. So, we can categorically say that what came first, the chicken or the egg? It's the egg. It's the egg. There you go, Jonathan Kiley. Mystery debunked in the shower. Man, that was a, that was good. Yep. Okay. It's concise. You know what? I I think that like snack box and nuggets and Kevin and even that dickhead bubbles can can you know they can rest a little bit a little bit easier now. Knowing their history. Knowing their history. Well, they don't know anything. They're dead. Do we have any facts? Oh God, Marcus. <laughs> but of course we do. So first, this is a good one. The thickness of a chicken egg has to do with the age of the laying chicken. Older chickens will lay eggs with thinner shells. No way. So when you go down to the shop and you buy like cheap eggs and you know how like the shells on them are really thin sometimes? Yeah. They're, it's not that they're like, it's just they're really old hens. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Those poor granny hens. I know. Jesus. Yeah. Right. Go on. Another. Okay. This is the last one and it is quite literally the best fact I have ever heard. So a chicken's earlobe. Hang on. I'm going to have to stop you there. That's <laughs> What no. did you say? Hear me out, hear what? me out. I, no, just repeat those four words again. <laughs> so a chicken's earlobe. Earlobes. Yeah. Chickens have earlobes. Wait for it, Is wait that for the it. fact? Wait for it. A chicken's earlobe can give a good indication of the colour their eggs will be. Chickens with brown earlobes tend to lay brown eggs, whilst chickens with white earlobes tend to lay white eggs. Hang on, no, like... Honestly, you had me at chickens have earlobes. What? I know. Where, where are chickens' ears? Examine. Examine. Like, I have examined a chicken. I've hung out with chickens. <laughs> like, I've looked into the glassy depths of a chicken's eyes, and I, you know what? I did not see a fucking earlobe. 
chickens have, really yeah they can, can you imagine like if chickens started getting ear piercings and everything like that I wonder would it help them get laid oh no <laughs> oh no Taz so apologies for that terrible terrible joke at the end but there you have it the egg came first chickens have earlobes seriously I can't get over this like I know that we're in the outro now I shouldn't be talking about the episode but you know what if you're as freaked out by chickens having earlobes as I am, send us a little message. We we love hearing from you guys. On that note, if you want to get in touch with us, please get us on social media, on Facebook, Twitter. Marcus, what are the details? Yeah, if you have a question or you want to say hello or you want to send us some stuff or you want to talk about sponsorship or you just want to get in the shower with us, you can uh, you can get us on Facebook at In The Shower With Taz and Marcus. Or if you're into, into the Twitter, into the short messaging, sliding into DMs, you can get us at In The Shower Pod. If you want to get in touch with us the old-fashioned way, send us a question or just tell us that you like what we're doing because we don't, we don't see you guys, so we love hearing from you. You can get us on email at intheshowerpodcast at gmail.com. A couple of thanks, because it's important to be grateful for people. Uh, thanks to all the staff in the Headstuff office, Paddy, Alan, all the crew. Thank you guys for everything you're doing. You are legends. We love you. We love you. Next up, thanks goes to Flo Robinson, who designed our cover art. We love you, Flo. Uh, and a final thanks to the big man himself, David Gertzman, who wrote our theme song. Make sure you check him out. And one final thing before we end this episode, guys. If everybody listening could recommend this podcast to two of their friends, you would be doing us the greatest favour ever. Believe it or not, the best way to spread a podcast is still word of mouth. So if you enjoy this podcast and think that you have some friends who would also enjoy it, please let them know. You'd be doing us a favour and you'd be doing them a favour because we're class. So, there you go. (laughs) There you have it. Marketing Taz style. (laughs) Next week's question. Next week's question comes from Chef Mark O'Brien, who works in a barbacoa in London. Um, We did a little bit of creeping on your profile, Mark. And he asks, why do we typically eat a three-course meal? Like, where did this statutory, small savoury, big savoury, sweet kind of structure come from? So we're going to be analysing that. And I'm really looking forward to getting my teeth sunk into that episode. That's right up my alley. So that's going to be next week's. That'll be available for you in time for your morning shower next Monday. But in the meantime, keep scrubbing. This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network.